And once you call or before, okay, make sure that your doors are unlocked if you're at home so they can get to you when you arrive. Pull over if you're in the car. But yeah, make sure your doors are unlocked if you're at home because the last thing you want is like a broken down door once you just delivered a baby. We don't want to be fixing that. So just side note, if you take anything from this episode, make sure your doors are unlocked so you don't have a broken door right after you give birth. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control, and have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse, and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. I am your host, Liesl Teen, a labor and delivery nurse here to guide you through a topic that, let's be honest, let's be honest, okay? We hope that you never, ever, ever need, but you should definitely know. And it is how to deliver a baby at home, like unexpectedly. You know, we're not talking about home birth. That's a whole other subject, which cool. If you want to deliver your baby at home, cool. Okay, but this is about like, What happens if you go so fast and you're like, I can't not push. I'm about to have my baby in my house, in my bathtub, in my closet, wherever. Now, before we dive into this just in case little guide, okay, let me just emphasize that I sincerely hope that this information remains tucked away in your back pocket, a skill you never actually have to use, but life can surprise us. This is not unheard of. As much as you think this is a crazy thing to be talking about, it happens. That's why we're doing an episode about it. Better safe than sorry, right? (laughs) So without further ado, join me as we explore the 10 steps. We're breaking it down in 10 steps to delivering a baby. And if you want to hear another wild birth story, you know, maybe you're just, while you're on this topic, you want to hear about somebody who actually went through it, (laughs) go back to episode 93, my good friend, Tess, she had her baby, her second baby in her car. Uh, So go back and listen to that one right after you get finished with this one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get started. All right, let's get right into it. So this is 10 steps to delivering a baby if you have to deliver a baby, if it's your own baby. So step one, we want to know when to head to the hospital first and foremost. Okay, let's go over that just before we even get into any of the really exciting parts. Okay, let's just go over the basics. So it can be tricky. Okay, especially if it's your first baby and even for veteran moms. Okay, even if you've had a lot of babies before, sometimes, you know, you're like, am I in labor? I'm not really sure what's going on. But assuming your pregnancy is uncomplicated, you aren't preterm, you should be heading to the hospital when your contractions are painful, they're regular, and they aren't stopping. And when I say regular, I mean that they're lasting about a minute for about an hour, and they're about three to four minutes apart. But most importantly, now this is a rough guideline, right? That's that 411 
four minutes apart, lasts in at least a minute for at least an hour. The caveat to that is that the intensity is equally, if not more important than the duration, than just that 411. Okay. So we want to, we want to assess our contractions. And if you're having trouble talking during them and your mood has just shifted and you're like, this is not, I can't, we got to go. Like this is, mm, then it's time to go. I don't care if you've only been contracting for a little while and it's not been an hour, they're five minutes apart, whatever. If you're like in your gut, like I got to go to the hospital, you go to the hospital or you go to your birth center, wherever you go to deliver your baby. One thing is for sure, true labor contractions are regular like this. They do increase in intensity and they won't stop with any sort of relief efforts like changing your positions, emptying your bladder, sitting on the birth ball, hydrating. Some of the stuff might make them a little bit more tolerable, but they're still going to be ramping up. Okay, that's labor. Obviously, you should also head to the hospital or call your provider at the very least if you feel like your water has broken. Because breaking your water, regardless of your contraction pattern, is pretty much a guaranteed admission. Step number two, really it's step number one, I guess, because you know, the first one we're just talking about when to head to the hospital. But step number two is call 911. If you're at home and you feel a baby on your perineum or you're in the car and you have a baby head coming out of you, you probably don't call a 911, but your partner calls 911. Whoever's there with you, hopefully there is somebody there with you, uh, call 911. It's a really good idea to let emergency services know that something is going down. (laughs) And once you call or before, okay, make sure that your doors are unlocked if you're at home so they can get to you when you arrive. Pull over if you're in the car. But yeah, make sure your doors are unlocked if you're at home because the last thing you want is like a broken down door once you just delivered a baby. We don't want to be fixing that. So just side note, if you take anything from this episode, make sure your doors are unlocked so you don't have a broken door right after you give birth. Step number three, call your spouse, your neighbor, your friend, whoever can get to you. Hopefully that is your spouse. Hopefully they're home and you don't have to call anybody. Your spouse is just home with you. But if you're by yourself, you call whoever can get to you the quickest. Okay. I know nobody wants to give birth with maybe their neighbor present or or somebody, but if it's somebody you can count on, you know, you need somebody there with you if possible. Step number four, and I say this lightly, don't panic or try, try to stay as calm as you can. Okay. I know that's like, really? Don't panic, Liesl. Okay. (laughs) But honest to God, okay, if you can remain nice and calm, okay, breathe. I know this is scary. I know this is happening. I didn't expect this to happen. But if you can just try and stay with your breath, okay, just what we talked about in birth classes and try and relax your body and just try and breathe through this and not panic, it can help you think a little bit more clearly and respond appropriately and safely to this crazy situation that you're in. Believe me, though, I know your adrenaline is going to be like, like your heart's going to be going a mile a minute. Are you a third trimester mama that's wondering what you should actually be doing to get prepared for birth and baby? What if I told you I have a free third trimester prep pack to take the guesswork away? It's true. Inside of this jam-packed set of printable PDFs, you'll get instant access to our super popular hospital bag checklist, birth plan templates created by my team of L&D nurses, a third trimester to-do list with over 20 different things on it, my exclusive list of postpartum essentials, and more. 
It's an instant free pregnancy planner to get and keep you on track in your third trimester. To grab the third trimester prep pack for free, simply head over to mommylabornurse.com slash third trimester. That's mommylabornurse.com slash T-H-I-R-D trimester for your free third trimester prep pack. Step number five, take off your pants, your undies. You can have a baby with pants on. They can come out in pants. I've seen it before. Seen people come up in a wheelchair with baby in their pants. Babies are just going to, they're going to come through. Um, But uh, if you can remove your pants, go ahead and remove your pants. Okay. Or have your, if your spouse is there, your partner's there, they can remove your pants. Okay. If you're at your house or you're in the car. Step number six is find some towels and blankets, or if you have chokes pads and you want to put those down, even better. Newspaper is a little bit I mean, if you're on the ground and you don't care that you're getting your carpet all messy or whatever, if you're on a surface that you don't care, it's easy to clean up, fine. But usually if you're giving birth, you know, it's going to be on a carpet or something, or it's going to be in your car or whatever. Try to find something that you can kind of give birth on that you can just throw in the laundry afterwards, or you can just throw away, just throw it away. Don't stress. It's okay. We can clean up a mess afterwards. But if you remember, if your spouse remembers like, oh, okay, let me go get this old blanket that I have or these old towels, okay, to put down so we can just throw them away. Step number seven. Okay, we're seven out of 10. We're almost through. Step number seven, get into position. Get into that birthing position. It doesn't really matter what position you're in, whatever you feel most comfortable. The baby's going to come out regardless of what position you're in, but get into position, whether that is you know, you're on your hands and knees, you're on your back, you're kind of squatting. You can always switch it up to if you, baby's, you know, kind of trying to come out one way, but you're like, oh, I actually need to go on my hands and knees. You can switch. That's fine. I'm a big fan of hands and knees in an unexpected uh, home or car delivery because babies just seem to come out real easy that way. Like just gravity pulls them down. So get into that good birthing position, whatever feels comfortable and listen to your body. And that brings me to step eight. We want to push. Here's when the baby comes. Push when you feel the urge. It's going to be normal to feel that intense amount of pressure in your butt, like you have to poop, um, like there's something very, very full in your vagina. And probably when you reach down, you're going to feel something very, very full coming out of your vagina. But when that pressure becomes constant and you're having contractions, that pressure is not going away, that is usually a good sign that it is go time and that baby is about to come on out of you. But again, listen to your body, your instinct uh, and adrenaline is obviously going to kick in and hopefully guide you through this process. Step number nine is we're getting more towels. Okay, I remember we talked about towels already, but we're going to use a towel once the baby's out. You're going to take that baby, put that baby skin to skin, and then put a nice little towel over them to keep them nice and warm and dry. Because that baby's going to come out slippery and wet. They come out real slippery and wet. And keeping them skin to skin is super beneficial for them and you. Uh, It helps them transition to being on the outside. It helps them stay warm, regulate their heart rate and breathing. But do remember that umbilical cord is going to still be attached to you. And sometimes, I don't know what it is. Lately, 
I've seen some short umbilical cords, like mom delivers and it's like, oh, baby doesn't quite make it to chest. Like the umbilical cord's kind of short. So if that is happening, don't pull, don't pull on the umbilical cord. Um, just bring the baby as far up as you can without like really pulling too much on that umbilical cord and put that baby skin to skin. And hopefully by this point, assistance has arrived. You never know, it might be a few more minutes, but if not, just keep baby skin to skin with something dry, like a towel draped over them until backup, EMS, whoever arrives to help. And then finally, number 10, we're going to talk about emergencies. So for some reason, if your baby comes out and the baby is not crying, the baby is limp, there are three things that you can do while you're by yourself until medical help arrives, okay? Number one, we want to dry and stimulate. We want to rub the heck out of that baby. I'm talking rub them down, rub their backs, rub their feet. Having those dry towels or blankets nearby will help rub the heck out of them. We don't want to rub their heads. Don't rub their heads, but rub their backs really, really, really vigorously and hard, okay? That is going to not hurt them. It's going to stimulate them. We want them to breathe. This helps to perk them up, get them crying if they aren't initially. Sometimes that's all they need. Okay, if they come out a little, a little, you know, a little floppy, you just rub them real good and they're good. And that's all they need. And it's not mean. It's just sometimes they just need a little, you know, just a little boost. I know they seem really fragile, but we want them to breathe. And sometimes vigorous stimulation is just what they need to breathe. Number two, okay, after we dry and stimulate, wipe away mucus. In the hospital, we use those little bowl syringes. We do have like deep suctioning. We really got to get in there. But typically what we do is we suction their nose and their mouth. And it's kind of done at the same time as this drying and stimulating. And I know there's a pretty good chance that you won't just have a bulb syringe lying around. If you do, go ahead and get one. You never know. Go ahead and get one if you do have that packed up and your spouse is there and they can like grab it really quick. Cool. It's there if you need it. That's probably not what you're thinking about though. But guess what? You can clear away this nasal mucus by just running your fingers along their little nose or you can just use a little towel to wipe it away. I have seen also moms take their mouths and do almost like a sucking motion to get that mucus out because sometimes it's just kind of like in there in the back of their throat and they just need it sucked out. All right, the sound of that harpy means it's time for this week's segment of Birthed Up Babies. This one says, thank you, thank you, thank you. We just gave birth to the most amazing, beautiful little girl, and I was so grateful for your natural course. Nothing went according to our plan because babies don't follow our plans, but my husband and I both felt so prepared for everything thanks to your course. We ended up being medically induced. I got a fully bulb, ended up opting for IV pain meds, then an epidural, and my epidural ended up becoming dislodged just in time for transition. Ouch, that is unfortunate. I laugh thinking about how I got the natural birth, in quotes, she said that I wanted, even though I had a medicated labor. More than anything, I wanted to say thank you for all of the amazing information that you provide in your course, because I really did feel prepared for anything and felt knowledgeable enough to advocate for myself. Oh, I am so, so happy to hear that. If you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to mommylibernurse.com slash courses to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. And finally, number three of 
step 10. Um, but number three is keep that baby skin to skin. Okay. Another benefit of skin to skin, aside from the temperature regulation that we talked about and regulating their heart rate is that gravity can help that extra mucus kind of drain out. Sometimes baby just needs to be kind of leaning on mom's skin to skin and they can like cough it on out themselves. So keep their face against your chest with their head turned to the side so it can allow for an easier clearing of those secretions. And you can even continue to rub their back, stimulate them while they're skin to skin if needed. Hopefully by this point, baby's fine. Hopefully by this point, EMS, whoever has shown up. But for some reason, if not, just keep stimulating, okay? So there you go. That is how to deliver a baby. If you have to deliver your own baby, should the situation ever present itself. I hope this was an informative little episode that you can just tuck in your back pocket and never have to go to, but you never know. That's why I do these episodes. I thought it'd be fun to end this episode with this article that I just found entitled The Wildest Celebrity Birth Stories of All Time. And a lot of them are people who have given birth unexpectedly at home or in the car. This first one is Casey Hunt. She is a CNN anchor and she had her C-section scheduled for a Thursday, but her baby girl had an independent streak in quotes. It said the baby was born early Wednesday morning after 13 minutes of sudden labor. Woo! Before there was even time to call the paramedics. Dad sprang into action, delivered baby Gray, oh, that's a cute name, on the bathroom floor. Mm -hmm, it happens. Another one is, I don't know how to say her name. I wish I did because it sounds pretty. Troyan. Belisario, she's the girl from Pretty Little Liars. You know, Spencer. Okay. Yeah, she gave birth in a car. Who knew? I didn't know that. It says she was in the car on her way to the hospital when she started to realize that her labor pains were getting to the pushing point. Quote, I'm starting to have to push my seatbelt away from me. She said, I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm also like, I can't be in this position anymore. It says, as they pulled into the parking lot, they realized it was go time. Quote, I whip around, and by the time I turn my head around, Troyan. I think that's how you say your name. I'm probably saying it wrong. Oh, this is her husband saying she's already on her hands and knees. See, I told you the hands and knees position is a good one. And we've gone nuclear, he said. Oh, God. So I just pulled down her pants and the baby's head is right there. There was no room for panic. You just deal with the situation. That's right. Another one is Zara Tyndall. I think that's how you say her name. Queen Elizabeth's granddaughter. They welcomed their third child together, a son at home in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Quote, so it was run into the gym, get into the bathroom, get a mat on the floor, towels down, brace, brace, brace. Oh, okay. So I guess it was quite quick. Another one is Emily Skye. I follow her on Instagram. Uh, she unexpectedly gave home. I remember this. Yeah, I remember this post. She unexpectedly gave birth at home without anything. And it was totally unplanned. She said, I delivered him on the ground. I felt like I wanted to be up on my knees, but they needed me to be on my back. And I did a lot of breathing to get me through it. Oh, so it sounds like EMS was there, but she still delivered while EMS was there. Another one is Jade Roper. Yep, from The Bachelor. I also remember this post. So she gave birth in her closet. She said, I've been still processing the shock of this all, as this was not at all what I had planned, but I'm so, so thankful for each person who helped bring our son into the world safely. I accidentally gave birth at home last night in our master closet. Yep. 
And then finally, this last one was Seth Meyers. I remember this one. His wife uh, gave birth in their apartment. Yeah. In April 2018, he revealed that he and his wife, I think her name is Alexi, had welcomed their second child. But this was no ordinary delivery. He said, I called 911 and over the course of a minute conversation, I said, we're about to have a baby. We're having a baby. We had a baby. (laughs) The talk show host recounted. Yes. So as you can see, these are celebrities. This happens. This happens. So that is why I did this episode. Uh, Like I said, I hope I can just put this in your back pocket. You don't have to use it. But if you do, it's here for you. Next week on the podcast, I am doing an episode with Count the Kicks. Super informative episode. Be sure to tune in. And yeah, see you guys same time, same place next week. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth, and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.